1: Hello and welcome back to OK Sis. My name is Maddie. I am Scout and you want to know what song I'm singing constantly over and over and over again? I probably... Because you had a bad day. No. You're taking one down. No, it's much more current than that. It's on The Pulse. Whoa. Whoa. Well, it's not on The Pulse. It came out like three months ago, but... um, Oh, great. You know,
2: which, which, you know what? On Scout time, that's the like, that's the current
1: yes yes that is the point. so i'm singing the way you hold me hold me hold me hold me hold me dude dude feel so holy holy i'm like singing i am like gospeling it up mm, i am at church uh, i am singing uh, god i love that uh, fucking song Mm,
2: yes i feel you i'm on a jb kick as well his song anyone is a banger. It actually hurts for me to hear it because I just physically need to be in a club surrounded by sweaty bodies screaming, or like at Coachella, screaming to this song. But, you know, I'm in my room screaming to it. So, best b- best next
1: option. Justin Bieber is only three years younger than me, but he came on the scene at the age of 16. So I was 19. So like, that's a really big age gap. So I always never, yeah, I never resonated with Justin Bieber. He was always like a little boy to me. And then I was going through his like top 10 songs on Apple pod, Apple podcast, Apple music. And I realized his new music is legit. Like I I love Justin Bieber. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's got, yeah, he's definitely gone through a transformation. My
2: favorite Bieber phase was, sorry which I think was a lot of people's uh phase that whole like revolution that he uh, created and then Despacito that that phase was also a good one I mean he
1: is just uh, he
2: can do no wrong
1: yeah he I mean when I look at him I still see a little boy but when (laughs) a little boy a little boy but his music is is fire lately I mean I was just listening I drove up to Orange County Uh, yesterday for my friend's drive-by baby shower and it was just Justin Bieber and then I went to Drake and I was like, it's a good day. It's a good day. Wow. Wow.
2: This is amazing for you. I mean, Justin Bieber is definitely going through like a spiritual awakening. So I think you and him would really bond. We should like get you guys connected. Like we should get him on the pod.
1: I know because he's really talking about God a lot and I am with him. I am just... I'm literally singing his praises. I mean, I'm sure part of his, you know, whole thing with God is Jesus Christ, which I I don't necessarily, you know, subscribe to, but I just, I find there's a connection. Like the way he talks about the fact, like the way he talks about the fact that the first thing in his life is his faith and then comes his himself and his marriage. I think that's such a, such a beautiful way to look at life. And so I believe, you know, like people are really into Haley Bieber. Like I'm into Justin Bieber. Wow. I mean... You're a believer. This is wow. I mean, you're part of the stand. That kind of creates a double meaning because Justin and I are also God believers too. So, oh, all right. Well, <laughs> okay.
2: Let's just. Um, all right. It's a little too much metaphor for me today. <laughs> too early in the morning. Oh God. Oh wow. Well, fabulous. I'm really. I am you know what? I'm. 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 Uh, I'm encouraging you on this journey. I. I am with you, and I. I accept it. Yeah. Do you know when the Joe let's Bros it, are going to come in. out with another album? You know what? Um, I don't. I don't know, but I need it. I'm like craving it in my veins. We need another roller coaster and we need another drunken night at the Hollywood Bowl when I started twerking
1: um to the joe bros no you weren't twerking you were giving me a lap dance there's a difference there's there's a really big difference okay you were seriously so fucked up that you were on top of me giving me a lap dance while there was there was wait, okay, the hollywood bowl is amazing but it's truly a mosh pit like you get a ticket and you don't have yeah. a seat like there's no seats yeah, and i yeah. had to apologize to the women behind us as you were screaming at them to listen to our podcast um because i think <laughs> you know
2: what this was a marketing strategy <laughs> scout you're the one that tells us that we have to talk to every single person that we meet and have them rate and review and subscribe the podcast so you know what i was like just doing part of our marketing strategy so i'm sorry
1: yeah you uh, i think you delivered you
2: know a real a real spectacle a real show there also can we just like remember lap dances
1: like remember those what do you mean remember lap dances (laughs) like what the fuck does that even mean like do you mean going to the strip club do you mean performing them for your significant other like where does i mean all of the above okay all of the above um
2: you know you know that i frequent the strip club i am a big fan um i like to encourage that career path for women i think it is an empowering career path i want to be up there on the stage with them i i, I enjoy the strip club experience but in the lap dances i just mean like being close to someone in a sweaty
1: mosh pit of the Hollywood Bowl that is more so what I was uh referring to in this case oh I had a really scarring moment at a lap dance and or not a lap dance at a strip yeah club.
2: you've told us you've told us Scout you have recounted the story we don't need to go there it
1: really scars you, me into this you're day you're ruining strip clubs for us all well, I'm, get my out personal space was really invaded and I didn't I appreciate know, I, I didn't appreciate one being motorboated into the stripper's boobs and two her attempting you know, to motorboat me
2: you gotta you gotta lean in you gotta lean in. Yeah, as Cheryl Sandberg um, says, you, lean in. You. As <laughs> Cheryl Sandberg says, <laughs> lean. In. I think that I think that is what she meant when she wrote. The yeah, book. lean into the bosom. Lean into the most. Lean, in, lean into
1: the bosom of
2: the stripper. <laughs> the Jesus Christ. Also, you. I mean, you also just like have the perfect stripper bosom. So it's you know it's like you need to flaunt what. Our mom gave you. Yeah. Like, well
1: she didn't give it to me. I she didn't give it to I me. I wasn't given an option. My dress was torn off. So I it was flawed. You know, oh, gosh. So. all
2: right, let's just move swiftly <laughs> along.
1: Um uh should we talk about our virtual event? Oh yeah, sisters, which I, I realized this weekend is so crazy. A year ago, this weekend, we had our first live event at the Dream Hotel with Cassia and Michelle Randolph, which was a fucking treat. And it's crazy because now a year later A year and a week later We are launching our first Virtual live event sisters It is going to be It's going
2: to be spectacular Yeah
1: it's on February 6th this Saturday From 10am pacific standard time to 2pm If
2: you want to join If you want to like join conversations like what we just had right now About um, motorboating A stripper's bosom That is the type of content that you could expect At the virtual event So like you don't want to miss out Yeah
1: except instead of talking about strippers' bosoms, we're talking about the cognitive behavioral therapy model with Mad Happy for a <laughs> mental health workshop. So we have a QA. and a This is true. Yeah, we have a this Q&A with Natalie Maradona, who you know is David Dobrik's assistant. We're going to do a 20-minute interview, and then when you purchase your ticket, you have a chance to write in a question, and she might answer your question live. We are also having a conversation with Brittany Xavier, OG fashion influencer and TikTok Extraordinaire, and you also have the opportunity when you purchase a ticket to ask her a question. And then we have a mental health workshop with Matt Happy, and a dance party, and three huge, huge, huge giveaways from brands like Crown Affair, Dad Cool, Bala, Dirty Lemon, Woo More Play, Intelligent Change, The Skin Spot by Dr. Sheila Nazarian, The Colonistas, Alexis Lee Jewelry, Renewed Lunia. And book of the month. I mean, just for that giveaway
2: alone, can we get like a standing ovation?
1: Like, holy shit. Yeah, we should mention that there's three giveaways, and each of those three giveaways include all of those brands. All of them.
2: You know that, you know, that like cute little five minute journal that everyone is posting all over your Instagram? That's what's going to be in it. Or the cute wrist weights from Bala. That's what's going to be in it. Or some lube. Or the hair oil from Crown Affair that just looks like a spectacular addition to your
1: shelf in your bathroom
2: that's what's going to be in there
1: so sisters come join us we i mean over this past year we've built the most amazing community of sisters with you guys and we just want to hang for four hours on saturdays get your mimosas ready or your tea whichever you prefer and you can go to the show notes also Also, you
2: you don't like have to have your Zoom camera on. So if that is deterring you because you're just like scared you're going to have to talk or something, like we will encourage if anyone wants to come up to the stage and ask the question or talk or whatever. But I don't want people to be like, oh my God, do I have to be on the video for all the long? You can be loafing around on your couch looking like a slob. We do not care. We will entertain you. This is for you. So, and also you can come and go as you
1: please, just so you know. You don't have to stay for the full four hours. Just want to put that out there. Yeah, if you want Maddie to entertain you by screaming, this is for you for four hours. um, (laughs) You can buy tickets at um, the link in our show notes or the link in our Instagram bio. And we cannot fucking wait to see you there. We really, truly can't. Um, But before that, you have to listen to this episode, which is amazing. (laughs) Before that, you have to
2: listen to this episode. I mean, who wouldn't want to listen to this episode? We had the founder of Gold, Trinity, on, who... I mean, if you just have a pulse or if you just like have an Instagram account, you have probably seen this product grace your Instagram feed. Um, It's a line of superfood like powders and mixes that go into like lattes, but then she also has skin products and face masks um, that are all these incredible adaptogen and superfood ingredients. And not only does she have a stellar product, but she is just such a... Balanced and beautiful soul. I mean, I I say it in the podcast, but when I think of self care, my mind just automatically goes to her and her brand and the like way that she. Um, Lives her life If that makes any
1: sense Yeah and I feel like We really started The interview off With a lot of high energy A lot of giggles Oh yeah Just You're gonna see A side of Trinity That you have never Seen before Uh, Yeah we're talking About rats Pet rats We're talking About gardening We're talking about All the things Working with your partner Snow plowing Oh snow plowing We uh, learned the ins And outs of how to uh, Figure out your uh, Driveway when it snows All the things Just all the real Important things That you need in this world So um, I think She's our best friend it will be confirmed. Yes, it will be confirmed yes. after this episode, but she is she is lovely. She is pure, pure, light joy, groundedness. She's so fucking cute. and we know you're gonna love this episode, sisters. Enjoy Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15.
2: Go ahead and treat yourself from luxurious skincare to meaningful self care. You deserve it
1: Look at your face! Look at your beautiful face! Welcome. Hello, hello, Trinity. You are like a
2: beaming <laughs> ray of sunshine. You're wearing yellow. Who knew people could pull off yellow? It's just all the exterior lighting that I have, it's, guys. It's it's, it's, it's working it's just for the setup. you.
1: So, oh my God, there's 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 <laughs> snow outside.
0: <laughs> there is. We had um, a really nice snowstorm a couple days ago, um, and it was like a snow globe over here. So.
1: Oh well, it's 55 degrees in Southern California, and people are bitching about it. So I've
0: literally heard about it. I heard about it from upstate New York.
1: Oh my God, that's hilarious! Yeah, it's a, it's a crisis when it drops below 63.
0: I know, I know. I mean, I gotta say, I, I envy you guys
2: a little bit. It's so funny because like. I envy you, but I feel like I would only like I it don't. for one day, you know? Like, I'd be like, oh, my God, it's a snowstorm. How cozy and, like, like it's, like, romantic, but then I'd be yes. over it.
0: Well, the snowstorm itself is fantastic, and, like, the morning after is so beautiful, but after that, it's, you know, you're kind of over it.
2: Totally.
1: Yeah. I was thinking I was in Idaho a few weeks ago at my friend's house in like the middle of nowhere with all this snow and I realized I was like oh fuck if you live in like a house you have to like plow your snow out of the driveway oh no, no 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 we have like up here like
0: everyone has like someone who comes so there are like there are guys with like plows on their trucks who like it's actually usually, for us, it's the same people who come and, like, mow the lawn, like, every, like, couple of, like, weeks or whatever. So they have a winter contract, too, to also just come and do the the sidewalk um, and everything. Because it's my mom's house, and she's not doing that. Like, she's usually here alone, and now she's just, like, being bothered by me and my partner living here. And, like, this is her back porch. It's a three-season porch, but we've got two space heaters, and we've just been making it work. Like, we just kind of took over her life um so you know we're here as long as like she's willing to
2: keep us oh my gosh i love how trinity just had to like explain to us
1: what snow plowing was like we are the most southern california people ever listen i live in a house now and I'm noticing that when you live in a house, people just like show the fuck up. Like I look outside, I'm like a gardener. I have two different types of gardeners, okay? I have the one that mows the lawn and then I have the one that takes care of my like garden where I get greens and carrots from. Mm -hmm. And there's just people showing up constantly, you know?
0: Yeah, no, totally. My mom also has like an exterminator because like, I don't know, at one point we had like know mice or chipmunks I think it was literally chipmunks chipmunks are the most vicious creatures and they kept like finding their way into the walls because it's an old house so like we have like an exterminator come once a month to do like I don't know what I guess like spray some sort of toxic chemicals that I should be aware of this
2: but. is like the unsexy side of life like just these yeah. like random upkeep things that we have to deal with like
1: well I have a rat in my backyard <gasps> okay, right now that's we're changing eating the subject. My greens. Well, I'm just saying this is, like, stuff that you need to know if you have, like, an outdoor area of a house.
0: I had a pet rat. I actually had two different pet rats growing up. Okay. So like that kind I don't of know.
1: I used part. to like you, Trinity, and now I'm just confused because you had a pet rat. I had two separate <laughs> occasions.
2: So, I mean, we had hamsters, though. That's like a... Oh my God. Rats
0: are so much nicer and smarter than hamsters. Like I had a bunch of hamsters growing up too, but they like, they always like, they, like, they bite you. They run away. Like, I don't know. They were never that nice and they were always nocturnal, but rats, interestingly enough, are smart enough that like, they like spending time with you. So they're naturally nocturnal, but they'll switch their account, their like schedule to be up with you and like go to bed at night. Um, so if you can get over the tail, they're honestly like (laughs) kind of
1: Okay, real quick, before we get into current fixations and actually talk about you, this is really triggering because one time I was – In a bathroom, like my friend had a pool and there's like a bathroom by the pool. And so you don't have to like walk through the house wet and it's very tiny, right? It's like very tiny. And I'm in there and I'm washing my, go to the bathroom and I'm like washing my hands and there's no towels out. So I open up the cabinet below and like see a towel and I grab a towel and a fucking rat comes out with it and I'm screaming, the rat is jumping on my leg. The door's fucking locked in. no no unsubscribe unsubscribe
2: <laughs> i did not consent to this story um
1: <laughs> what the fuck okay okay let's um let's do okay, a podcast shall um, that we?
2: concludes our rat talk let's uh transition <laughs> into
1: current fixations scout why don't you okay. go first Okay. This is like the best. Okay. So right now my current fixation is that I'm reading this book called The How to Inner Peace. And so it's by Constance Kellau. I'm I'm saying that name wrong. K-E-L-L-O-U-G-H. And um, Tina Marie Clark, who we've had on the podcast, just showed a picture of it on her Instagram story. I think someone bought it for her. And so naturally um, I bought it. And it's Very good. I like it because I think that a lot of aspects of spirituality are really difficult to understand. Like, how do I get there? Like, I, okay, you keep telling me we're all one, but how do I actually adopt that practice? Or you keep telling me to find inner stillness or inner peace or like that inner energy of source, but how do I experience that? And I have found on my own spiritual journey that it just takes years for things like that to click for you. And so she really breaks it down into um, a very digestible, easy way and practices that you can do to start really embodying those spiritual um, ideals, etc. So like, what does coming from higher consciousness look like? Like, what does that physically, mentally steps that you can take to embody that or... Um, a lot of stuff about inner peace, inner body meditation, like how to awaken the energy in your body and feel connected to the inner body energy. So I was thinking of sending it to Mads because it is, in a sense, good for beginners. But some of the stuff she talks about, I can see being off-putting for beginners. So I would say it's kind of like for the medium-level spiritual person.
0: Would you say that you're at a solid medium? Oh, I'm not a solid.
1: A solid uh, she's up there. Well, I'm a solid medium, I would say, in my knowledge, but I'm above that in my um, openness, in my like um, accepting of crazy, crazy things. Like I read Shaman Durig's book, which I would never have Maddie read in 25 million oh, just, years. Oh, just oh, side but note:
2: I was in Clubhouse yesterday. I opened up the app. Shaman, Shaman Durick was, just, was you know, you know, in there chatting up. Casual. He always,
1: he sends, he sends me voice notes calling me queen. Um, not, he doesn't know who I am. I just DM him and then he sends me them. But um, yeah, so this is good for the middle ground. <laughs> I can't today. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> this is good for the middle ground spirituality person who is, who has heard these concepts, who feels embodied to them, but just wants to like, even to amplify it even more. Where would you say you're at in your spiritual
2: journey, Trinity? I feel like you're really in tune.
0: Oh my god! I feel like I'm not very in tune, but my partner is extremely in tune. Um, so my partner Issei, who was um, he's half Japanese, he was born in Japan. His dad is American, and actually, like, almost took over a temple in Japan. Like, like, like he was there, um, you know, practicing or whatever, and like they wanted to like leave the temple to him, and like he almost like took over the temple, but then like decided that um, that was like the monk life was like not necessarily for him in the long term so um I feel like my partner Issei just has like such a intrinsic understanding of a lot of that stuff and so I feel like he teaches me a lot of these things and they don't necessarily have like the right names or whatever but like the way of Thinking about things has been really helpful, so I feel like he often ends up being my like inadvertent spiritual advisor. Um, so I don't know. I feel I feel very much like I am a person who is pretty at peace in general, um, but I don't think I've really even like scratched the surface as far as like particularly like intentionally educating myself on a lot of these pieces.
1: That's what's so exciting about spirituality. I think that so many things, not that there's an end point, like there's always more that we can be learning, of course. But in spirituality, it just feels like an endless well that's available to us. And so it excites me because I feel as if it's a kind of like a journey companion that I'll have throughout my life. Yeah,
2: for sure. To me, it just feels like self-discovery and self-knowledge, like just a constant uncovering an understanding of yourself, which is invaluable. And I don't think it needs to like follow a specific path or like have the specific lexicon Mm -hmm. attached to it. It can just be something that you, you move through um, individually, but I love that. Okay, so my current fixation. So everyone knows that we are huge bibliophiles over here at OKSIS, and I just got back into reading physical books. We had a little stint in the iPad reading, but we're back to physical books. And my boyfriend notified me of this website called Thrift Books, and it's essentially the world's largest online independent used bookseller. So they compete directly with Amazon. Because they have very, very similar prices. So if that's a concern to you. And they have a very quick delivery. So that's also great because it's directly competing with Amazon. And then, you know, it's sustainable, obviously. You're receiving secondhand books in incredible condition, I must say. And then you feel good about supporting an independent bookseller. So I highly recommend if you're a big book nerd like we are, look at Thrift Books. They have every book that you want and at very, very competitive prices. So, I would highly recommend.
1: Love I that. like that because yesterday as I decided to switch now to physical books, I'm just like influenced by people left and right cuz you did it Matt, so I was like maybe I should do that. Um, I was like god, this doesn't like feel so sustainable though, so I like that option. Or well, or also to just to support Amazon in
2: general, like it's just nice to find an alternative that feel like you're not really compromising on price or the delivery time so why not you know
0: Mm Hmm. No, I love when there's an opportunity to shop in a way that feels sustainable but it doesn't feel like you're like going out of your way to do this like ridiculously like uh you know like not like UX friendly thing right like if you can get both of those then that's the best
2: exactly I love it okay Trinity what is your current fixation okay
0: my current fixation is a human being. Um, do you guys know Monty Don? No. No. Okay. He is, I discovered him recently because um, I was watching, I've been watching a lot of BBC shows. Um, and I, he has a show called Gardener's World and he's basically just like the gardener. I don't know. I'm not really sure. I'm Wait, sure that like some is like- he
1: English? Yeah. Yeah. My, my sister-in-law told me about him.
0: He's incredible. I've, like, it's a recent discovery, like, in the past, I don't know, a couple of months. I started watching, like, every episode of Gardener's World, but also, apparently, I don't know, Issei was telling me that, like, maybe this is the last season and they canceled it, which is, like, really hard for me to take, but I got so deep into it. Um, Like, I, since we're up, since we're up here, upstate for the foreseeable future, um, I wanted to get into gardening, and so, I started watching the show and like Monty Don has this like beautiful old, like classic English garden, like these gardens, you know, like it has a name. I can't remember what the name is, but it's like something really lovely in British. Um, And like, there are all these different, like gorgeous like flowers and he's got his vegetable garden and every episode he's showing you like how to garden this or that and like some jobs for the weekend, which is just like adorable and great. And I like ordered a bunch of gardening supplies and I'm getting ready for springtime and I bought his book and I'm just really deep into it. Um, There was one section of the book that I bought from him where he was talking about like the sense of a place and the idea that any garden, you know, if you're coming into this place, it should feel remarkably of the place. You know, you shouldn't be like kind of recreating like, oh, it's almost as if you're like wherever, like it should feel like that place. And Poetry with which he spoke literally drew tears to my eyes as I was reading the book. Um, So I'm just absolutely obsessed. Um, I'm sure that like I just haven't done enough research and like someone's going to tell me that like he did some problematic things. I feel like this always happens when I fall in love with someone. Um, But for now, I'm just like I'm all over it.
1: I would have to say, though, is that I now have a garden. And I hired somebody to do it because I wasn't going to do it. I'm, like, not there yet. But I'm just slowly being introduced to the beauty of it because it's so nice. Like, in the morning, I go outside and I pick my greens to saute with my eggs. Like, it just feels so beautiful. Or I go and get a, an orange from my tree or a grapefruit or an avocado. And now when I buy, like, the kale at Trader Joe's that's packaged up, it just doesn't feel as fresh anymore. I mean, no. I literally was sitting on my couch texting Mads and I said, there's a caterpillar on my screen right now because it just came out of the food that I was eating, I suppose. I don't know. Oh, yeah. well
2: I know. it There's something so wholesome about it. Our dad is a gardener. He is like obsessed with the garden he is just like showing it off to everyone who comes over he's like oh have you seen my garden like it's just the cutest most wholesome thing and when you eat a meal that has come out of a garden like there is just it's unparalleled
0: yeah it's it's incredible I mean we got super into um the farmers markets in in Brooklyn when we were there Um, And so I'm, that's like the number one thing that I've really been missing is just like having that connection to like real fresh food. And so I'm excited to hopefully experience that again. Get back.
2: I know. Okay. Well, this is a perfect transition because everything about gold is wholesome and nourishing and nurturing. And we are just so excited to talk to you, not only about the product itself, but about the ethos of the brand and the I mean, complete takeover of your brand. I think like everyone who is listening to this, even if you haven't tried gold, you have heard of it or seen it on Instagram. So first for those <laughs> who are unaware, which like, hello, are you living under a rock? Um, What is gold in your opinion? What, what is it and what does it mean to you? Yeah, so
0: gold is superfood health and beauty for everybody. Um, And that really translates to um, superfood powered products like um, our latte blends or our most recent launch of the SuperAIDS, so products that you're adding into your sort of ingestible wellness routine. Um, we also have a couple of superfood skincare products as well, um, both of which won beauty awards in 2020, including Allure Best of Beauty, which was a real thrill for us. Um, but we're really just all about taking wellness and making it more easy and accessible, and most importantly, fun uh, for this next generation who's so excited to build out their self-care routine, but is still looking for a brand to, to really champion in the space.
2: Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we
0: make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at
2: caskers.com.
1: And what's the, tell us the origin story. Like how did you first stumble upon the idea? And then what was it like once you had the idea to executing this fully? And I'm just going to ask like 10 questions in one. What were the like initial few months like in the business? You know, what what did those days look like?
0: Yeah. um, So I've been into wellness for a while. Um, I first really got into it through my mom. Um, I was raised by a single parent with a pretty severe autoimmune disease. Um, And so um, when my mom switched over to seeing this more holistically minded physician, when I was a teenager, she saw this incredible improvement in her symptoms and it was really like night and day. So that was a really sort of pivotal moment for me and I decided that, okay, this is my career path, I want to be um, a doctor and I want to sort of practice medicine through this lens of holistic care. Um, I went down to NYU for college and I was pre-med there, and all was well until I found out from my mom that she actually had to stop seeing that doctor because she couldn't afford it anymore. which really like forced me to pause and think on what it was that I wanted to do in wellness and how the piece of accessibility played into that. Um, I graduated from college. I wasn't really sure what I was going to do with myself. I kind of fell into a marketing career at a tech startup as one did at that time. um, And honestly kind of loved it. It was a a small team. Um, I was kind of just like thrown into the fire in the best way possible, but I was also definitely that friend or coworker who was recommending various herbal remedies to you, depending on how you were feeling. Um, so I knew I had to get back to that somehow. Um, and I think the missing piece for Gold was really my partner um, Isay, who is also my high school sweetheart. Um, we started the business together. Um, really, I, I think like inspired by his experience. Um, his parents started um, their own candle company, like over 20 years ago out of their garage. So he just had this intangible of a lifetime spent watching a business scale and and grow profitably and and with it being a family business. um, I think that was sort of like our window into entrepreneurship and understanding that it was something that we could try out. I know you asked like three other questions, but I feel like I should pause here. Yes, yes.
2: Well, what I want to say is you talk a lot about bootstrapping your business in the beginning and the unglamorous yeah. side of being an entrepreneur. Both Scout and I are entrepreneurs, but it's something um, – I don't know where I recently saw you say this, but you were you said that like you didn't take a salary for like a couple years and only took yeah. out for rent and maybe like $50 a week for the farmer's market, with which like – Um, So talk to us about that decision, because I think a lot of people aren't willing to sacrifice that much for something. So, like, why was it so, so important to you to achieve this that you had to sacrifice that much?
0: Well... I didn't know about investors when we started our business. Um, we were both 23 years old at the time. And the only stories we had heard of, you know, about investors were like horror stories from like Issei's parents, friends who had like given away half of their companies and and now they were unhappy. So like it wasn't even in the realm of possibility for us. And I think that um, I think that a lot of people start businesses to achieve the foremost goal of personal wealth. I think that's fine. I mean, like we're in a capitalist society. Do what you do. Um, but we, our goal was to do something fun, do something that was going to help us both grow, um, and like get out of our like rat race jobs in the city and spend more time together doing creative stuff. So like that was the plan, and the whole idea was like if we can just pay our rent doing something this great we're winning, like, we're absolutely winning. And so just getting to the point of being able to pay rent felt like, oh, wow, like, this is awesome. And we just got used to being broke, you know, I mean, like, you're broke in college, like, we had, like, we had decent jobs when we, you know, came out of school, but then, like, quickly thereafter, we had given those up in exchange for gold. So, um, you know, it's not, I wasn't leaving some, like, cushy situation. So I wasn't that far removed from, like, eating, like, You know one dollar noodles like three days in a row to like keep you know money in my pocket so it wasn't that crazy to just like live like that continually um so we just like didn't buy stuff um we just went to the farmer's market and there was like so much joy in that and and building relationships with the farmers there and and you know being able to get like really good produce there and just like cooking really awesome stuff for ourselves so I think we just found a lot of joy in building something together and, and spending time together. Um, and I don't think that we really needed these, like, exterior sources of, um, I don't know, satisfaction. I, I I think even now that we've finally gotten to the point of paying ourselves, like, four fucking years later. Sorry, I don't know if I can curse, but... Oh, yes, don't um, okay. worry, yes. <laughs> I still... Um, I still don't really spend any money because I'm just not used to the idea of spending money. It's just so far removed, um, from how we've been living for so long now.
1: You know, it's so interesting because Gary Vee always says that a lot of the times the expenses in your life are the prisons of your life. And so, which actually I don't, that is not a direct quote. That is, I'm going to take credit for that because that's how I interpreted his message. Um, And it's so true because I look back and like I'm 29 right now and I have gotten to a certain financial independence in my life and it would be, I don't have children, so there's that, but it would be very difficult for me to go backwards. It really, really would. I think once you have the money, it's harder to live as if you don't. And so at the age of 24, like, fuck yeah, I was a barista. I worked on tips. I I made no money and I was Mm -hmm. like – My husband and I would go to Denny's and split a meal. So our meal was like six bucks. Like that was date day, you know? And now we're like going to the fucking steakhouse if it wasn't COVID. So I think that if you're listening to this and you're in a situation where you're young enough, where you haven't experienced certain luxuries in life, certain financial independence and so that's something of the future like take advantage of that moment right now because I always think to myself like I am a born and true entrepreneur I have been since I was 22 but if you asked me to go back to that super scrappy point like I don't think I could at this point and so it's such a superpower if you're listening and you are in that point like now is the time because the like you know 22 to 26 and plus can be very scrappy
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One hundred percent.
1: I love that. So I mean, I,
2: I agree with you. I think, I think just what what struck me when you when you had said that I, I don't again I don't know where it was that I saw this, but it was just, it like triggered something in me because I was like, wow, I don't know if people talk that much about this like unglamorous side, but it's not something to be afraid of, and. Um, You know, you have a series on on your Instagram where you talk very candidly about being an entrepreneur and and what it what it means. And I think that's a very of the moment and of our generation type of content. I think we are all just so vulnerable and open to the challenges and the daily struggles of being an entrepreneur. And it's something and I think that's why there are so many people cultivating their lives and their realities and dreams in today's age. Um, I do want to mention. So, as I said, gold is like taken over the internet, and I see it everywhere. So, you know, when I think of self care and wellness, I my mind automatically gravitates towards gold and the brand that you've cultivated. I mean, yes, you. you <laughs> it's true though. Like I think of that presence, and you guys have this like stillness and this this quality online to, um to get, it it doesn't feel like digital. It doesn't feel like pushy, but it, but it, I know that you guys are so successful. So I, I want to know from a marketing perspective, like how did you achieve that type of association with your customers? Like how can you establish, like when you think of wellness and self-care on the internet, I'm, I'm thinking of gold.
0: Um, well, first of all, that's just the best thing to hear because, um, I usually, set that as like my goal and my expectation for the long haul so i'm really glad to hear that it's starting to to pick up now um it really just took a lot of time you know like we didn't start this business and say like we're going to be the thing that people think about when they think about self-care we started with one product that we like designed and manufactured ourselves we did all the product photography ourselves like everything um, and, you know, from there, we just tried to be as transparent as possible and just really tell the story of two young people trying to get something off the ground. And I think that that authenticity is what has driven this um, mainly. And, and so um, it's not something that we kind of like strategized and like woke up to overnight. It's definitely something that has taken many, many years of just like chugging away at. and. I think now, at this point, it's it's cool because we have our brand ambassador program and and things like that, and so we see the brand outside of just the lens of you know myself and the team. It's it's really um, this whole universe of young people who are just so excited about what we're doing and and just want to be a part of the conversation. So. I think creating spaces for digital conversations and for digital community um, is really critical. And, and I think that's a big piece of what we've been doing for the past couple of years.
1: And I like talking about kind of, as Mad says, like when she thinks of wellness, she thinks of goal, like this, this kind of 360 brand or this 360 lifestyle. And when I think of wellness, I think of lifestyle. So for me, and I would love to hear your opinion on this, like I was never... I always thought that like taking care of your body and stuff meant like going to the gym and eating like chicken, you know, that's boiled and boring. But all of a sudden, especially I think with the age of um, Instagram and stuff, all of these kind of remedies, holistic stuff, herbal things have been made so much more accessible and so much more illuminating. So I would love to hear from you on a personal scale what wellness means to you
0: yeah i mean i think that wellness is really just about taking the steps that you need to take to feel like your best self and that can be anything it can be calling your mom it can be doing a smoothie in the morning it can be not working out because you don't feel like it like i just i think that um there are certain guidelines for like human physical health right like and there are things that i tend to uphold like Eat a bunch of vegetables. Try not to try not to be stressed out. Whatever, but um, I think that like wellness as a whole is really just coming back to when you feel like your best self, when you feel the the happiest and the most centered, and building rituals around that. Um, and it's exciting to see gold fitting into the routines of, of so many people now. And, and when they're thinking about those moments when they feel like their best self, it's oftentimes like when they're doing a gold face mask or like whipping up their matcha latte. And so, um, I feel like that's really how we fit into that bigger vision of like wellness as a lifestyle.
2: Absolutely. So I want to talk about how you were the youngest black woman to launch a line at Sephora. (laughs) <laughs> and um, I don't know. It's like a huge flex. But I more so want to talk about what, what significance that holds for you. Because given what happened last year following George Floyd's mor- murder, gold was promoted everywhere. And I'm sure your business <laughs> grew exponentially as a result. Yeah. And we've had many women like Leah Thomas who – coined intersectional environmentalism how her brand exploded as a result of black death and you know we we'd not look again we always say this on ok we're not looking to our black friends to educate us and and hold all the truths but we do have this platform so i don't think it would be right of us not to ask you like what that experience was for you and how you contemplate that because i mean it probably was an incredible experience to experience all that growth but coming from this place of like sadness and black death so i I want you to talk a a bit about that
0: yeah i mean it was a weird time um it was all of a sudden we were having record-breaking sales days and everybody was coming out of the woodwork every retailer every um investor in particular um and it was it was a it was tough i mean it was tough to lead a company during that time it was tough to like show up to the company zoom call and like not cry um it was just it was a very like challenging time to kind of process because it was also exciting because to your point i mean we were we did more in revenue in, in, you know, the month of June than we did in the entire previous year of 2019. I mean, it was it was nothing short of like an absolute explosion. And um I think the one really incredible thing that did come out of um that extremely challenging time, I think, for like every black person on the planet, um, was that on our end, we saw that that level of support really was sustained, and so with that, we were now a bigger business than we were previously, and we were really where, frankly, we should have always been, and you know where we would have been had we, you know, been able to, um, you know, raise more money from investors earlier on if we had not been a black-owned business and and things like that. So I think it was kind of like a leveling of the playing field that finally happened because you know it's not like we had you know, just launched as a business that year. We'd been around for three and a half years by the time that like big explosion happened. So um, we had all this, you know, new revenue and and we had additional profits. We donated over $10,000 to the NAACP. We found ways to, I think, leverage the, the new power that we had to build the world that we wanted to see. Um, and so I think that on the end of, of kind of the, the question of like, well, um, this isn't going to bring back, you know, someone who, you know, was killed. This isn't going to, you know, fix whatever, it's not. Um, but empowering more Black people to be able to build the world and, you know, the, the equity that deserves to be, um, I, I think is really critical. And so I think that was, that was the positive thing um, that came out of it. But yeah, I mean, it, it was terrible.
1: It's so, I mean, I think that now that we're a certain amount of months after yeah. that, it's, it's, we all kind of wondered what the after effects were going to be after everybody was scrambling, for lack of a better term. Um, and it, it fills me with, a lot of hope that you came on and said that what you found was that interest and that that was sustained and that the leveling field has kind of equalized because that's from what that that's that's the best case scenario we could have we could have hoped for
0: yeah exactly so i think there's always like there's there are many impacts of like any one single event um and so i think you can't necessarily call it like Oh, in the end, it was good. In the end, it was bad. But like, there are different things that happened, and there are ways that you can see positive in that, um, even if it was overwhelmingly really just a tragedy.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And you you said something about being a leader and like running a company during that time, and so I would love to hear how you think your team views you as a boss and a leader, and if that's something that you think about you know I think that as entrepreneurs we think about being our own boss but we don't think about being the boss to like everybody else and what that entails so I'd love Mm -hmm. to hear about your journey with you know rising especially since you started the company so young you know and what what kind of team culture you like to exhibit within your company
0: yeah um Building a team has been the unexpected best part of building this company. Um, I'm such a nurturer. Um, I'm definitely like a little bit of a mom. Um, and so um, I just I like I love everyone on the team and I just I, I adore them. And I'm I'm always so impressed with the way that they continue to show up for the brand, the level of dedication that they have. Um, it really, you know, I don't like to say this because I think that it can kind of bring around like the wrong sort of culture, but like it really is a bit of a family dynamic where like you just have this sense of, um, everyone really is excited to do the work and excited to be here and excited to be part of it. Um, And I just don't think we could have imagined having so many great people um, who were just ready to learn and dig in and and, like take ownership, so. I think I try to be firm, but fair. Um, I really try to push people to be as good as I know that they can be. Um, But I never, you know, I never yell. I never, um, you know, criticize someone in a way that's, you know, not constructive. Um, I I think that, you know, it's important to set those boundaries though, um, because, if you don't set boundaries, then there are none. And it's actually not healthy for anyone. Like no one wants to work at a company where like they don't have any sense of like what they should be doing or should not be doing. I think we all like think that would be lovely, but human beings like a little bit of structure. They they like knowing um, you know, kind of like what's their job and what's someone else's job. And so I think it's important to provide that structure, but still really have this like fun, feel good environment. And I think the vibes that we put out to our customer um, are definitely the vibes that, you know, we're prioritizing on the team.
1: Absolutely. How many, how many members of your team do you have?
0: Oh my God. It's grown really quickly. It's a mix of part-time and full-time, but um, including myself and my co-founder, I think we're like seven or eight now, which feels wow. crazy because like as of a year ago, we were two and a half.
1: <laughs> and I know Mads has a question, but I am so interested in what the fuck it's like to work with your partner because that was I, what I was gonna ask. my husband. I was like, not
2: only you guys high school sweethearts, but like, I mean, just in it for the long haul.
1: My husband brought an idea to me and we fought about the like the initial conversation. Like I was like, I'm never working with you ever. What is it like? How do you turn it off? How do you remain romantic? All of the things. Yeah, I
0: mean, we get this question so often, and I think that oftentimes, like we're, I'm getting this question from someone who's like, "Hey, I'm thinking about starting a business with my significant other. What do you think?" And I always tell them, if you have to ask, you already know, and it has no implication on the health of your actual relationship or you two as people. But if you're not like, "Oh yeah, of course, this is who I'm starting my, who else would I start my business with?" Um, then d- don't do it. Um, I'll be honest though. Like I have known a lot of, um, like early stage businesses to have founder breakups. I don't know if like you guys have known some as well, but, um, I've
1: had two, three, yeah, I I've mean, had three.
0: It can be brutal, but like, I've always seen them happen. I've never seen that actually happen with a couple. Like I've always seen it happen with like, Oh, I like kind of knew this person they were a friend or like maybe they were a really close friend but you know i would honestly never never ever go into business with a friend like that would i could not do that um i think what's beautiful
1: rachel and dave hollis broke up
0: i don't know who those are
1: we don't know who they are okay well (laughs) what's their company the rise company she's like dry bar dry bar they broke up but i think they're like on good terms yeah, but I'm just saying. But yeah, I agree. Like, I would never. The only partnership I can do is with Mads. If someone comes to me to start a business, I'm like, go, go, yeah, away. No,
0: I, I think like you. It's such an important relationship, and you can't just force that into like any given person. I've yeah, like I've had friends ask like, hey, let's like start this thing, and it's like, no, I can't. Like, I think there's something, and I wonder if you guys feel the same way, but um. With myself and my partner, we're so, we, you know, we finish each other's sentences. We're, like, so aligned. There's, like, nothing that is off the table with us. Um, That that level of transparency, I think, is kind of a superpower for us because we're never, like, oh, I wonder, like, what they're thinking. You know, like, you just, you know it before they even say it. And I think I feel like that is very important if you're going to have something as intimate as a business partnership.
2: Yeah, I I mean, we get this question also so much, like how is it working with your sister? And I think the radical transparency and then the just no bullshit, like we don't like have to skirt around someone's feelings. Like I just say like, oh no, like off the table, done. And it's just- it's so get the shit just gets done so much quicker. Cause we're on a, you know, we're very, very different scout and I and different mm-hmm. work ethics and everything. But like at the core and the essence, I totally feel what you're saying. There's like this like connection that just, we know what's best for each other and, and the brand. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah,
0: exactly. And, and you have each other's backs, you know, like you're not going to like do something to like rip each other off yeah. or something
1: like that. I I think that's really critical. Absolutely.
2: All right. Let's ask the last question, our favorite question.
1: Scoutala. Oh, Scoutala. That's me. Um, Okay. So we asked this of all women who come on the podcast at the end. If you could brag about one thing in your life and don't be humble, what would you brag about? Well, this is really good
0: timing because we just launched three new products exclusively at Target. So, (laughs) Uh,
1: what? Can I show you guys? Yeah, of course. Please. I have them on my desk. Ooh.
0: Okay. I'm like, I'm so bad at like showing. Something, but, um, okay. So these are the super aids. They're powders that dissolve straight into cold water. So like totally next level from all of our other products. They're superfood powered. Um, we have watermelon skin hydration, um, blueberry de-stress and pineapple de-bloat. They're made with real superfoods like real pineapple juice, real coconut water, but they also have like the deep bloat has probiotics. It's got digestive enzymes. It's got ginger extract. So it like actually is proven to work. Um, I'm just absolutely obsessed. They're in like hundreds of targets across the country. And like, if there's a little shelf talker of like my bright and shining face next to all of them. So like it's just been an incredible week.
2: Oh, my God. Um, okay, wow. wait. First of all, like, wow. my heart just skipped a beat when you said the de-bloat one. We're, like, bloated queens over here. So, like, we <laughs> need that ASAP. Um, yes. muzzle tove. That is, like, in oh, – like, so I can go to Target right now and I'll see them?
0: Yeah, yeah. You have to, like, check on Target.com and okay. you can just type in gold and see which Target has them. Um. But, yes, exactly.
1: That is – Major. Major. And seriously, well-deserved. Is that the right thing? Well-deserved. Should, should well-deserved. I was going to say should, should should-deserved sounds like more appropriate. But anyways... You deserve that and so much more. Truly, 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 you are such a gem. And please let everybody know where they can find you and gold and all the things.
0: Yes. Okay. Thank you guys so much. I had so much fun today. Um, you can find me on IG at Trinity Muzan and you can find gold at gold,
2: G-O-L-D-E.
1: Yay. And you can find us at OKSIS Podcast. Sisters. Love you, sisters.